one thing that they do that is successful, in my opinion... Is it called is, Break Your Nose Night? No, but they do those... Uh, they, if you have two healthy shoulders, you can play for David Wright? <laughs> Let me make my point. Go, go ahead. You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now, your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast. Chris Swenderman with Dan Tantillo. Follow us on Twitter at New Jersey Guys. Danny, it's been a while. What's going on? It, it has been. We um, we both were a little bit on the disabled list. Yes. If we're going to go into uh, sports terms here. We are. We were both on the DL last week battling uh, some illnesses, but we're back better than ever. Summer's over. And now we're Isn't hitting the fall. Freaking crazy! I, I can't even believe this. <laughs> I it, feel like it just started. It, yeah. Well, I mean, all the big things have come and gone, and I guess what you could say that the biggest thing of the summer, arguably, was the fight, and that was what we left off on last time with right. you taking McGregor and me taking Mayweather. And, and I, I must say, McGregor put up a hell of a fight, man. I was pleasantly surprised at the fight he put up although I was hopeful he was going he was going to make himself look good uh and I think he did yeah. for his first fight ever to hang with arguably the best boxer um that this generation's ever seen right maybe and, this side of Mike Tyson yeah and the other thing is is that when you were looking at really when you break it down that Many of the other people that Mayweather have fought against didn't last as long as this guy did, who was in his first no. ever boxing match. And right. That's something that needs to be um, recognized. And even though you you happen to lose our friendly little wager, I did. Um, I did. Definitely wanted to give proper. I don't feel bad about losing. No, put it that way. Yeah, if I was in your boat, I wouldn't feel bad either about losing. Um, but another quick thing before we get into our main topic, um, we wanted to just real quick talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Because we did talk about yes. that on a previous episode. We did, and we're still as baffled as we were before. Yeah, the suspension has been upheld, but he is going to play week one. At least. At least. So we're going to keep a, a sharp eye on that. Again, both yeah. Chris and myself are Cowboys fans, so we're a little bit disappointed in the outcome. But at the end of the day, I do think that it's good that the decision has been made and that hopefully the suspension can go quickly because I do think it's selfish of him if he's going to just keep drawing well, the inevitable out. I mean, if he really feels that he's been done an injustice, which I've already said that I think he is yeah. by the NFL, then he's trying every you know last grasp that he can to to get this either upheld or or overturned and the only thing now he could do is go to the courts and but but by doing that you're putting the team in jeopardy because now the suspension is going to get drawn out towards the right. back end of the season when we're really fighting hopefully at that point fighting for a playoff spot and at a time where we would really need him to be on the field well the only good thing is if it if it's as it stands now he plays this week mm-hmm and just say the court doesn't uphold his case and says, all right, we're done. He starts the suspension week two. Yeah. Week eight, when he comes back, it's almost like you have a brand new player. Right. Added to your team. Because everybody is already you know six, seven weeks in at that point, minus one week for the bye right. for them. Um, and you have a guy that comes in at week eight with fresh legs. 
that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is something I would much rather have happen early, right? Than in the the back end of the season when uh, playoff races are close. And speaking of playoff races and being close, such an interesting story. <laughs> Just a bit between the Yankees and the Red Sox, with Major League Baseball confirming that the Red Sox had stolen catcher signs, the Yankees catcher signs. Yes. So the Red Sox had stolen their catcher signs and relayed them to their own hitters with help of an Apple Watch. Now, the Yankees filed this complaint two weeks ago and included video that the Yankees had shot of the Red Sox dugout during their series at Fenway. And a member of the training staff could be seen looking at his Apple Watch in the dugout, then relaying information about the pitch type and the location to Boston hitters. Um, am I the only one that's kind of <laughs> impressed by this? Well, I'll tell you, one of the best headlines I've seen about this yet is on ESPN and Buster Olney, who uh, is one of the great baseball writers yeah. and uh, reporters. Boston's high-tech cheating is like stealing on ster- sign stealing on steroids. Ooh. But here's the thing. Is it really cheating? Well, this has been a game of of cat and mouse, I think, for years between pitchers, hitters, and benches. I just think Boston took it to a whole new level. Yeah, and let's just go on the and record. And they got caught. Of course, which is a Boston thing to do, is get caught. Cheating. Greatest, Actually, I got to be honest, greatest thing I've seen about this yet yeah. is a photo on Facebook, like a, a, a meme, and it had Tom Brady like trying on a watch, and it said, you mean I could cheat with this too? It's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, let me just get this out there on the record. Um, while sign stealing has been an accepted part of baseball gamemanship for decades, it has caused occasional rifts when practice becomes too obvious. The use of electronic devices, that's where there's going to be right. a little bit of an issue. So there's not officially a rule about sign stealing because it's been a part of the game forever. But using electronic equipment like this... And that's where things get a little bit dicey. And I'm still kind of baffled that they were able to get away with this and that they thought to do this. Well, wasn't it Fenway Park years ago? They had supposedly there was a rumor they had a guy in the scoreboard who had like really? a telephoto lens that would look at the no I'm like that's through the, it. like through the numbers like through the numbers <laughs> and and that would relay like the the signs to I mean so. I think it's been done in many different ways over the years. I think technology has just taken over, and I think Boston found a way to, you know, jump in front of it, but they also got caught first, too. But can you punish something that there's no written rule about? That's why things think, get a little bit difficult. I think you have to punish at some point. And what, I, is, what is a proper punishment for this? That's a good question. You know, do they, what are you going to do? Find them? Because, you, I mean, what are you going to do? Take wins away? I mean, yeah, you can't take away the wins. There was actually. A reporter, it didn't even help them, right? No. There was actually a reporter that mentioned that the Yankees should like have all of Boston's wins against them this season vacated. Just vacated completely? Just vacated completely. Like any wins Boston had vacated completely against the Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, I think that's a little I kid. bit of a, You yeah. know what? Find them, slap them on the wrist, and be done with take it. Some what, draft picks. what else are you going to do? But I think yeah, that, take a draft pick, go ahead. But I think Major League Baseball now has some sort of a responsibility, and the commissioner's office has to have some kind of a written rule against 
whether it's the electronic devices or sign stealing in general. Now, I, I know where that's going to get a little bit difficult because it's been something that's been part of the game and it's a little bit different 20 years ago right. when you're actually using hand signals and stuff compared to now where, you know, you can control pretty much the entire world in the palm of your hand. Right. So I don't really know what can be done from here, but my first reaction when I saw this was just to laugh because it's kind of amazing. It's, you know what it is? It's just another wrinkle in a great rivalry that somebody's trying to get, you know, the leg up. You know, there's that old saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty much what this is. I think they're just trying to get a leg up. I mean, listen, I have more of a stake than anybody. I am a diehard Yankee fan. I hate the Red Sox, but you know what? This is pretty damn funny. It's so funny. And I wish I haven't seen any actual footage of it, or I don't know if the footage that the Yankees sent to the. Right. I don't know if that's, I don't know if like, that's out there I, yet. I seriously doubt it is. And I haven't seen anything. If it is, I do want to see it because I'm just baffled that they were able to do that. Like, so what exactly are you doing with the watch exactly? Are you sending text messages? You like, can't send a text what, message right, to a you, batter. No, but so I mean, what are exactly? they wearing a watch? Because that's uncomfortable. Unless like, they're, I guess the person that's wearing the watch is getting word from somebody else, and then the person wearing no, the watch apparently, is... apparently the guy with the watch was the one on the bench. Yeah, and I understand that, but what is he exactly doing? Like, where is he getting the information on the watch apparently, to give to somebody else? You know what oh, I mean? No. Oh no! This is this is actually even funnier because the Red Sox actually filed a counter complaint against the Yankees. I saw that. What exactly was the they counter said, complaint about? They said the Yankees used similar electronic <laughs> sign stealing measures using cameras from the Yankees Yes Network. So there's no way to even do anything about this. I think, and I don't even know. Again, like using an Apple Watch, but what exactly can you do with this watch? That's such an advantage, right? So, like, I don't understand what exactly it is that's on the watch that, and how that, it's getting right. to the watch. That, Where are they getting it to the batters? Right. Because the batter's not have he doesn't have a cell phone in his pocket. He's not wearing a watch and, you know, stepping out of the batter's box, looking down at his wrist and seeing what the pitch is. All right. And things so, are happening so quick that... According, according to this, the Red Sox admitted to MLB that their trainers received signals from the video replay personnel and then relayed that information uh, to players in practice that had been ongoing for at least several weeks. Okay. That, that makes a little bit more sense now. But at the same time, that's not really anything different than what any other team is doing. It's just that you happened to you kept the watch on during the game, right. I guess. So I think this whole thing could have been prevented if they got all this information and then just kept the watch at home. And then even, just pass the information on. You already right. know everything. Then just pass the information on from there. And does that really give the Red Sox that much of an advantage trying to steal the signs? Because the second that the Yankees, I'm sure, the second that the Yankees caught sign of this, they changed the signs. Right. So then you, you're getting in the batter's head now where, oh, this was the sign that he's being done, but what if he throws something different? If anything, I think that hurts the Red Sox more now that I'm coming to think of it. I mean... MLB commissioners said when asked about this, we actually do not have a rule against sign stealing, and it's been a part of the game for a very long time. It's the, elect um, the electronic. It's the electronic yeah. equipment that creates the violation. Yeah. All right. So essentially, they're saying the Red Sox get out ahead of us, use technology to their advantage. We didn't have a rule against it, but hey, we're going to figure something out to slap them on the wrist. I think they need to. They need to have something in writing now to say that hey, this. By can't the way, happen. next. By the way. 
um, winter's meetings, yeah, you're going to see oh, yeah, that I'm come sure. up. I'm sure. Absolutely. It's going to be called the Red Sox rule. <laughs> so we go from discussing uh, illegal use of uh, technology yeah. to uh, using social media to what seems to be a disadvantage. Yeah. This found is very story, interesting. I found a story about the New Jersey Devils and uh, – how they've been uh, doing some marketing. Now the tickets are on sale. Right. Um, something was posted on Twitter um, by uh, somebody who couldn't believe, as a Devil fan, that they they actually had this ad going. But it says, see your favorite matchups at the Prudential Center. It has a big logo of the Devils and Rangers. And uh, it says, not a Devils fan? That's okay. We don't judge. And then in parentheses, too much with a winky emoji. By the way, if you're using a winky emoji in your marketing, that's your first problem. Find your favorite team below and join us at the Rock when when they play the Devils. So essentially, the Devils went out and reached out to other fans yeah. of other fan bases. Like in this ad, it clearly has the Rangers versus Devils logo, and then it has you know in the, the Rock and the Devils spelled out on the ice, and uh, they're essentially marketing. To others, teams, fan bases to say, hey, come see your team at our, which screams, we can't get our own fans to come, so why don't you? Yeah, now, to be fair, and uh, this is what the article says as well, is that I guess if this was tweeted by the official Devils account, it was taken down immediately, or because it's it's like basically nowhere to be found on the, the internet anymore. But right. if this were true, and for all intents and purposes, let's just say that it is. How the hell can you possibly do this to sell tickets? It doesn't even make sense I, to, to me to even go after. Because if you're if you're a fan of the Rangers, say, what are you even doing following Devils social media in the first place? Well, I mean, it could be on a hockey. It could be on any kind of hockey website. Um, I mean, there are pop ups that you know we we True. you deal with every day that you know um, you know do geo targeting. So. I mean that that could be anything. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill them for that, but I am gonna, you know, mock them incessantly for going out to other teams' fan bases to say, "Hey, why don't you come watch game at our house?" I, I mean, it, it's it screams desperation. Yeah. Now, is it? I think I don't think that this is the solution to what could be the Devils' problem. Now, I'm not a which devil, is which is ticket sales, right? And I'm not a Devils fan, but my guess, and I'm just guessing here. My guess is the reason that they're not selling tickets is because the product hasn't been good on the ice. No, and and since the new owner bought the team in 2013, they have seen a steady decline of fan base, but they've also been in Newark. Right. I don't know many suburban New Jersey families that are going to go to Newark to watch a game unless they're really diehard Devil fans. Right. I, I just don't. I, you know, they they I, I think they don't want to talk about you know the the you know gorilla in the room that it's really. I think it's more about location than it is the product. Right. I think the product has something to do with it. I, you know, they haven't been good for a while. They're, they are in a re- rebuilding phase, but they do have some things to be excited about. I just don't think that's necessarily just the issue. I think there's a, a, a bunch of components, you know, making this problem for them, but going out and, soliciting other fan bases just screams please just anybody come to the stadium buy tickets please yeah and you would think that there's other things that you can do and we've talked about this on a previous podcast with the new atlanta falcon stadium where they're having prices 
as cheap as any stadium out there right now where you could buy a beer for five dollars you could buy a hot dog for two dollars you know if you do something like that that might get more people out to your games you have promotions fun events you know the mets all right so of course this wouldn't be a new jersey guys podcast without me bringing up the mets but one thing that they do that is successful in my opinion is it called break your nose night oh no such a jerk (laughs) no but they do those um if you have two healthy shoulders you could play for david wright up. That's not it. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Let me make my point. Go, go ahead. <laughs> they do like the um, they do those post game shows. They do uh, post game concerts, and they get right. pretty big guys. They, they Fireworks. Got, they got Nas to do a, a show. They got the Avid Brothers. They got a, a couple of big name guys. Now, there's other ways to get people to the games. Right. You got to sell them I, on something. If if the product that's on the field or the ice or whatever the sport may be, if the product isn't good enough, you need to have something to bring them in. Right. It's funny because uh, a couple weeks back, we had a dear friend of mine, Phil O'Donnell, yeah. on, on the podcast, uh, who's doing some great charity work. And Phil is a diehard devil fan, mm-hmm. um, as is Phil and some uh, other friends of mine uh, that are devils fans. Once hockey season starts, we really aren't very friendly to each other. Okay. One of the things Phil always gets mad at me for is the fact that I bring up that nobody, you know, if a devil games happens and they win, if anybody, if no one's there to hear it or see it, does it actually happen? And he's like, Oh yeah, funny. Make fun of the attendance again. Make fun of the attendance again. But this is legitimate. This proves my point. Yeah. Well, they're going to the tactics of like a minor league team. They're sinking to the tactics of a minor league team in that they're soliciting other fan bases to come just to fill the seats. Yeah, next they're th- admitting we can't get our own fans to come, so why don't you? Yeah. As a Ranger fan, I feel great when I go to the Prudential Sunday. You know why? Because half of my fan base is with me. That's true. I mean, and it's cheaper than going to Madison Square Garden. Much and listen, I will say this: it's a beautiful arena. Beautiful. I will. Yeah. Beautiful arena and affordable. Yeah. For sure. It's a, a devil game is affordable as compared to some of the other games. Listen, I'm a Ranger fan, and I'm the first one to tell you. A night out at the Garden is going to cost you. For sure. But you know what? It's just, I think the Devils have so many things working against them. Yeah. Being the fact that they always came in as the little stepchild of the Rangers, the Flyers, and the Islanders. Yeah. If you want to even throw the Islanders in, in into the mix. Sure. The Rangers had North Jersey covered. The Flyers had South Jersey covered, and the Islanders kind of took up whatever was left. Yeah, the Islanders you, were like the Mets. Right, exactly. Same colors, see? <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, even now, the Devils, after all the years of winning, had a good fan base, but I think, you know, I think they got knocked down a few pegs attendance-wise because, you know, they are rebuilding. They did move. It, people weren't, it's not as easy to get to. You know, if people wanted to drive to the Meadowlands, they could. Now, not so much. Yes. Or it's a it's a real pain to drive to Newark. And a lot of and pe- not a people want it. Yeah, you know? and a lot of people like the idea of being able to come and go as they please and not rely on a right. train. Which And the only time I've ever been to a Devils game is by taking New Jersey Transit. So if that's something that is really not up to, you know, your forte, then you're not right. going to go out of your way to No, do you're it. not going to go. Unless... Unless your kids really are diehard Devil fans and they beg you to take them to the game, you're not gonna. Or you're a diehard Devil fan, right? You're not gonna go. You're You're just gonna gonna watch. You're gonna watch it on TV. You can watch any Devil game, maybe against 
take the take the division rivals out, out of it. Okay. Any game. You will watch, and I guarantee you, you will see seats right down near the ice empty. It's true. It's a fact. And this just proves it. Yeah. But we'll 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 keep on top of this and we'll definitely talk about it more as the season progresses. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll regroup. We're gonna come back. Tweet at us at New Jersey Guys. We'll be right back. New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. Learn, laugh, stay informed. Podcasts from New Jersey 101.5, the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. So here we are. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. Share your story with us. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. We're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast. Chris Weneman, Dan Tantillo. Make sure you follow us at New Jersey Guys on Twitter. And football is finally right around the corner, Chris. Yes. Right here. Thankfully. It's right here. Actually, it'll be the day of the kickoff game between the New England uh, Patriots and Kansas City Chiefs by the time you guys are listening to this. So So very exciting. And fantasy football is something that we are fully underway with inclu- invested in yeah and we actually had our draft yesterday the new jersey 101.5 league had their draft yesterday and how you feeling <laughs> well it was interesting it was interesting because there's a lot of i guess the fantasy don'ts there's fantasy football do's and don'ts right there was a lot of don'ts yesterday things a lot that, of don'ts things that you know can completely change the entire outcome of your league so what we wanted to do is kind of go into the things that make a good fantasy football owner a good fantasy football owner and a bad one. Right. Exactly. So, couple of things. One, make sure you know when your your draft is and everything is set up and ready to go beforehand. Right. Usually your commissioner is going to have everything out there for you. He's going to tell you when we're going to be drafting, what time we're going to be drafting, how much money is due, et cetera, et cetera. We had a member of our league. Yes, we did. Who must have forgot that it was his significant other's birthday. Right. And had tickets to go see a Broadway show. Now, apparently, he got to the Broadway show and was planning somehow to be able to do the draft on his phone while sitting in the seats. I'm sure the wife was like, nope, no, you don't. You're not going to do that. Negative. So he auto-drafted the entire thing so we all sat there while he sent first of all he sent the commissioner and i a list of positions he wanted by round do you know how tedious that is for the commissioner to have to sit there and figure out by round what the best player on the board is? not only that but if most drafts are done electronically now so the commissioner has to go in pause the draft stop the draft go through and pick this guy for him Painful. And it screws over everybody else because you you already know what he's going to do based on the auto draft. You just know what his pick's going to be. But there's a chance that if he's actually drafting live that he might not like the guy that you like. Right. He might reach for somebody else. We just don't know what's going to happen. So I wound up getting directly screwed in the later rounds because I wanted a specific tight end. And that tight end was taken right Tyler before Eifert me. From right the Cincinnati Bengals. And the drop-off between Eifert and my guy Jack Doyle, I think there's a big drop-off there. A yeah. big drop-off. Right. In talent. I agree. So if you know that you're not going to make the draft, don't commit. Don't commit or 
Make sure you have a backup, somebody to draft for you. Anybody. Yeah, somebody. It, screw, it screws over the rest of the league when you do stuff like that. But luckily, karma is in our favor because I'm not sure if you noticed this, but he took three straight running backs, all three, same bye week. Oh, well, good for him then. <laughs> I mean, the, the, fact that, <laughs> the fact that you committed to a draft night where it was your wife's birthday and you were going to see a play, I mean, it's terrible. That, that's just awful for the rest of the week. But there's a lot of other people, types of, of fantasy football players, yeah. I would say, that make a, a, a league really annoying. What, here's my biggest pet peeve. Go ahead. Okay? The guy, the no-trade guy. Mm. You'll send them a million and one trade offers. Doesn't have to necessarily do the trade. I'm not saying you have to trade with me because I sent you an offer. But at least respond, you douche nozzle. Yeah. I have a guy in one of my leagues. The guy never responds to anyone's emails. It's so annoying. Why bother playing? He's like, oh, you guys trade too much. You always want to trade. You always want to trade. Well, just respond. It's just like common courtesy. And isn't the point of being in a league to be with people that you are friendly with and maybe right. not people that you see every single exactly. day? So even if... There's this one kid in my league. I've been in a league for, you know, 12 years now. It's all people from my hometown, and they're all throughout the country now. And there's one person who will always, always, always send terrible trade offers that I will never accept. Uh, I've never... And that's fine. But you know what? At least they're they're active. They're active, and if anything, it gives me more of, you know, to talk trash to the kid. Right. It gives... It, you have that back and forth trash talk that, you know, you might not necessarily have for somebody that's just sitting there and not replying at all. So for that... It drives me nuts. I don't even get what the point of being in it is if you're not going to be interactive with everybody. Right. It, I mean, be active. Be an active participant. Answer emails. Even if you say, hey, no, not really interested. But maybe... Or just anything to be... Uh, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And these guys just make it not... What are some other pet peeves you have? Do, anything, anything big? So there was... Our league had to institute a veto, Right. Oh, I hate that. So the reason that we had to institute a veto and the way that it works in our league is there's 12 members, seven have to vote against it. So if there's a trade that is so, you know, egregious, egregious and what ha the reason that this happened was because a player whose team was doing not so hot agreed to do a trade with a, a, a playoff team and basically sold the players to that team. So he said, I will give you these players, you pay me 50 bucks, and I will give you all these players and just send me back some garbage. Okay, that's and a because, little illegal. Right. So not only did that person get kicked out of the league, he's not he's no longer in it. But with that, we had to institute a veto because there was nothing we could do at the time. So basically, this guy was kind of renting players to, and that was that was oh, a, that's that, that was I was like, nope, yeah, nope. that's either either this guy's out of the league, right. or I'm out because see, that's when it makes it not fun, right? Like when right. like when teams conspire like that, that's. Collusion yeah, at its finest. Man. No, that's that's brutal. It again, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Obviously, you want to win. Everybody's competitive. That's why we do it. Yep. But it's also fun. Like we had a, a league member last night. First time he was drafting, he emailed me about an hour and a half before the draft, and he said, "Hey, man, when you're coming in, stop by. I want to talk to you. I want to get some advice." Um, I told him. I said, "Yeah." I, I said, "Here's a couple tips." Here's, here's what you should do. And I said, most of all, in big capital letters, I wrote, have fun. That's what it's all Enjoy about. Enjoy it. Don't make this like a chore. Yeah. Because if you do, it's not going to be fun for you or for anybody else. Right. 
And he did. He, he said he, afterwards he had a good time. So I, you know, my my job here is done. Good man. But as far as as far as any other annoying. I'm trying to think if there's really anything. It, it's really the people that just don't respond to you when you when you're trying to like right. do trade work trades or or correspondence or anything, um, or or the people that just give up on their teams halfway through. Just mm-hmm. start to forget, like forget the starting lineup. Set your lineup every week, guys. Just it's once set, a week. Just set it every week. It's not week. hard. Just if there's a guy that has a buy, take him out and put somebody else. Even if you know they're not the best player in the right. world. It's not fair, and it's, it gives people free wins, and that winds up, you know, meaning something towards the end of the season. Exactly. Just, just pay attention to your lineup. It's Every not that now hard. And then. It's. I mean, it's. Listen, baseball is a lot more of a chore because you're sure. always looking every day at who's pitching and who's the matchups and everything. Football is once a week. Yep. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. No. Right. End rant. Yeah. No, so, um, after so the draft is the draft is all done, right? Yep. How um how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, except I'm a little peeved at the NFL for two things. <laughs> One being they decided to announce the Ezekiel um, Elliott suspension after I drafted him. Um, so I took a gamble on that and lost. Mm-hmm. And then great job by the NFL to decide today that they are canceling the uh, Tampa Bay and Miami game for this weekend and moving it to week 11 and essentially giving them an extra bye week right now this week. Well, yeah, so they're going to they're going to play 16 straight weeks. Right. So guess who's got Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> on his <laughs> roster? It's funny because I mean like in the grand scheme of thing obviously we care about the people in Florida and, and right. wish the best. But, no, but you, you would think but you would think that there is some kind of a stadium somewhere that is open that they could right. play at a neutral site. Um as for for my team, I guess I, I'm a fan of the New Orleans Saints all of a sudden because my number one receiver and my number two and three running backs are New Orleans Saints. Yes, they are. I usually try to avoid doing stuff like that, but I felt like the two running backs had to be handcuffed together right. just because we don't know who's really going to be the star there. I thought you were going to go back and get Alvin Kamara, the third running back for the New Orleans Saints afterwards. I thought about it too, but... We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Um, another fun thing. I forgot about another do. Have fun with your team name. Oh, I'm absolutely. Such, I'm such a sucker for puns. Yes, that, you are. Um, we have this. We, we drafted a kicker. <laughs> and I don't even know what his actual real name is right now. Um, Wait, hold on. I'm actually on our league side. So Dennis, Dennis Malloy, New Jersey 101.5's own, is the owner of our team. We're doing it together. And he didn't make any picks except for one. And I told him to pick. And a it was kicker. the last player. It was the last player. And go ahead, Chris, if you've got it in front of I'm you. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at it right now. Hold on. It is the. It is like Hoku Sabaka no. Chikoi. Oh it's Young Hoku. Young Hoku is our kicker. So we got to do something with a pun name with that somehow. I haven't thought about it yet, but. That's part of the fun of it is just making stupid team names and stupid pictures. Right. That's what I should do is I should find a very funny picture of Dennis Malloy and have that be the, the team logo. <laughs> I love just it. Just any kind of thing that just shows him at a ridiculous moment, and I'm sure he won't get mad at that. Forever young hoku. That's very good. See? See, this is why we keep I'm you a thinker. around. I'm a thinker. It's what I do. I'm a giver. I just It's what I do. So best of luck to everybody that is participating in fantasy football this year. And Enjoy happy football it. season. And again... The f- most important thing is have fun and enjoy it. No doubt. And this is going to wrap up another episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast. Again, check us out on Twitter at New Jersey Guys. 
Download the New Jersey 101.5 app or stream it on iTunes and Google Play. For Chris Wendeman, I'm Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. We're out.